0: Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of Double Cuzzies. In celebration of Asian History Month, we're mixing up the format of the pod a bit. The episode that you're about to listen to is the interview that I did with both of my parents a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't listened to them already, you should listen to the one-on-one interviews I did with each of them that have also been posted. A quick note about the audio levels in this. Unfortunately, we had three people talking into one microphone in a semi-open room, so I apologize in advance for any of the uneven audio levels. And don't worry, for all of you Kaleo fans, she'll be back next week for our regular Double Cuzzies programming. Until then, enjoy the episode. All right. Well, it's been a nice visit, Mom and Dad. I'm glad that I got to come in for just a short amount of time, anyways, and yeah. hang
1: out. <laughs> yeah, we miss we miss you. It's nice to have you in the house again. Yeah, it's yeah. Been too long.
0: It's been a, a trip down memory lane for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been nice catching up with each of you, and getting to know more about each of you, and clarifying some details about your childhoods, my childhood. <laughs> Because I think it's funny, you know, when you, when you really try to remember things that you thought were really memorable, it can be hard. There can be definitely gaps. So it's been nice to be able to ask you guys, like, you know, what, what was I like as a kid? Or, you know, how did you guys choose how you were going to raise us? Um, so that's been really nice. But I guess, like, while I had the opportunity, I wanted to ask a, a few other questions, too. And also, like, give you guys an opportunity to ask me any questions that you might have. Obviously, you know me very well. But, yeah, I would, I would also love to hear your feedback on, on the podcast, too.
1: Yeah, it's been really nice having you back and kind of going through this process because it's, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of things, but never quite as focused as this. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting.
0: And I think there's something about setting aside a dedicated amount of time also right. to just talk where it's not around a meal, it's not around an event of any sort, it's just no
2: distractions, no
0: distractions that we're having a conversation about something, um, and I think that's an interesting exercise to do just in itself with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So right. so yeah, so I guess you know, with that then, um, I'd be interested to know, I think that... <laughs> For anybody who listens to each of the interviews that I had with each of you, they will have a very clear idea of why I am the way that I am. (laughs) But I guess, like, if you can help me fill in the gaps of, like... I Because I think I know what I was like as a kid, but obviously that's my own perception. So from your perception, what was I like as a kid?
2: You knew what you wanted. I mean, you very uh, self-assured
0: like
1: too self-assured sometimes (laughs) or just I think so I mean I think that's what we wanted yeah uh, Mm -hmm. we wanted especially a daughter we mm -hmm. wanted a daughter confidence yeah and it's funny that mom said that because that's exactly what I was thinking you were you were very much the way you are now Mm -hmm. mhm mhm but it was more surprising back then, because you were such a little girl mm. with this confidence and self-assuredness and uh, focus and direction. Directness.
2: And <laughs> directness.
0: I remember when we would be at a restaurant and we need to get something, usually a Chinese restaurant, and right. it was like, Em, go ask them for more chopsticks. Right. And it was like, uh, okay. And then I just I like walk across this big restaurant yeah. and go ask somebody. And I think I was like very, very little. But I remember that kind of thing. I'm just like, go and do this. And it's like, okay. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think the other thing is you had a, a certain emotional intelligence. You, you could read people. You were sensitive to you know what they were feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a little unusual in someone as young uh, as that. But it was, that was you.
0: Yeah. And so I guess knowing what I wanted to do, that played out, like I think, in a lot of my extracurriculars. Right. Right. Yeah. And and so, you know, it was very blurry to me of how did I get into sports? Sports just always seemed very much a part of my life, a part of our family's life, basically. Right. And so I, I never really thought consciously about, like, well, how did I actually start? And I never really also thought consciously about what a big part of our lifestyle that was when we were kids. And because, I mean, you guys would spend weekends driving us out to tournaments, watching tournaments, taking us to practices, taking us for lessons. Uh, and so I guess, how did that get started? Well,
1: I think we, our idea of raising kids was expose them to everything, mm-hmm. or as much as you could, and see what takes. And uh, with you, it was a little difficult because everything took. So we'd get you into one sport, and then, well, you want to try softball? Sure. And you Played softball. Basketball? Sure. You played basketball. Tennis? Yes. Badminton? Yes. I mean, everything you, mm-hmm. everything we exposed you to uh, took with you. I think maybe with the exception of soccer.
2: Yeah, you did yeah. like Right. soccer. Yeah. I think I knew
0: pretty early on I didn't like soccer. Yeah, soccer
2: was <laughs> Yeah, and you tried dancing, too. Yeah. And you just, I think you were just curious in. Yeah. That really wasn't for you. (laughs) I took a class, and I was like, what the hell was that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have some good pictures from those days, though. Uh But uh, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll tap back into that part of me. (laughs) The dancer inside of me that seems to be present in both of my kids. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, so that was me as a kid, and that was, you know, sports and dance and sort of physical extracurriculars. But I remember that I was in a lot of other academic extracurriculars as well and clubs and all of that stuff. And so the one that sticks out in my mind, though, is Asian Lead. And I could not for the life of me remember how I started doing that or why I did that program.
2: I think... I don't know if I remember correctly, but I think it was one of the people who started doing that suggested, oh, Emily should do this. It would be yeah. very good at this yeah. and she, she should, should very, do this. It would be a very good experience. Hmm. She was know? very
1: active in the Asian community. She was the president of the Arizona Asian Bar Association, and I think there were a number of pretty uh, active Asian women who mm-hmm. were a part of Asian so it was a oh, bit of
0: your it was a bit of your connection to that community then through like the Asian Bar Association yeah, okay. that just that group too right. that network. So that's what I kind of figured because it felt like it was something that was connected to that part of the Asian community. Because right. we did things like mock trial right. and all of that right, yeah. too. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's how that Yeah, and that happened. led me to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you met Matt? That is how I met Matt. That is not where I met Matt, though.
1: You know, the funny thing about uh, raising you was, I don't think a lot of it was very intentional. Mm-hmm. Our intent was just to expose you to things, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of you just kind of worked your way into all these different things. Yeah. Just naturally, it it came up. It's not like let's. Let's force Emily to play softball. Let's mm-hmm. force her into Asian Leadership Academy. Let's yeah. it's none of that. It just happened with you. It,
0: was it wasn't. Baseball. It wasn't like we need to build her public speaking ability. <laughs> Put her into this program. Yeah. No. Or,
2: Never did it. And then I also did Kumon. Um, All right. Yeah. And you enjoy. And then that was something we thought that would be beneficial. And yeah. you liked it.
0: I think it was the competitive nature. Yeah. Ages. It was.
2: It was very yeah. Very, yeah. very competitive. <laughs> How fast
1: can I How fast that? can
0: I do these math, math problem. problems? Yep. What, a really <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. Did you really
1: What a nerd.
0: I think it did, too. I think that it's... I mean, it definitely strengthened my mental math abilities yeah. and I just so ability to think through things. I didn't do the reading one, though. I just did no, math. No, you just did the math. Yeah, Only
2: yeah. right.
0: did the math. Yeah, and I did that for a while. I remember that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um... I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but towards the end of when I was doing that, when it was like, uh, this is not, it didn't feel as beneficial. It, just, it felt a little bit more just like extra homework. Uh-huh. I would just uh, get the answer keys. <laughs> no, from, where did you get it from? From the bottom of that drawer that you keep it in the entryway, <laughs> that table, like where you kept it. Oh, I didn't know that. And I would just take it and i just be like, yes, yeah, this, this is fine. <laughs> Only time I've ever cheated in my life, though. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> because the stakes seemed pretty low on that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, yes, I, fraudul- I I defrauded Kumon out of a sticker on the- my map on the path to getting uh, a gift card to a
1: restaurant or something. See, and that kind of goes with what I said in, in our uh, conversation earlier, uh, which was... Uh, you're like your mother in that way. Mm-hmm. I've always admired her intellectual skill <laughs> and her practical cleverness. Yeah. So that story is sort of both. Yeah. Kumon was intellectual skill and
0: and cleverness. <laughs> and cleverness, <laughs> playing within the system and then gaming the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess so. That's what I was like as a kid. And so, like, how do you think that that has played out in me as an adult and as a mom also? Like, what's it like to see your child become a parent?
1: I think it's just the most amazing thing to me it it it, it's it's like it completes the circle to see you raising your children sort of the way we raised you but different Mm -hmm. you know it's uh you and you seem to enjoy it it's uh you put a lot of energy into it and so it's really interesting for me to watch and I think that's at this point in my life I think that's what I look forward most to is seeing how these children Mm -hmm. grow up what they become Yeah. so it's I I think it's yeah you know it's again it's sort of an organic thing it's just we're not forcing anything with you you don't seem Mm -hmm. to force anything with your kids it's just it's happening life is just happening Mm -hmm. it's really interesting
0: I think life is just happening but I think it's Trying to instill in them early on that life is happening. Yeah. (laughs) And to observe it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And to be conscious about that.
1: Yeah, and to be aware of what you're feeling and what... To to be aware of what you're doing and how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to express those things Mm -hmm. to other people.
0: And I do feel like with each generation, it feels like there is more and more freedom to... The sense of freedom to do...
2: Whatever, whatever, whatever you, you want. Do. Right. Yeah, this new yeah. yeah, you new know, stigma and not being a doctor. A there's, and there's not as
0: much implicit or explicit pressure. pressure. I think there's still pressure societally, you know, especially when it comes to women. Um, but as far as our family, I feel like we are getting more and more removed from that sensibility of... This is the role is of a woman. This doing, is the role right. of a man. This is what a family structure looks like. Even just the understanding of what a modern family can be comprised of, too. Right. You know, of like it's not necessarily this nuclear structure of a man, a woman, and children, right. either, right. and mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah, so. and
1: a certain career paths, mm-hmm. and you know, you work for 40, 45 years, and then you retire. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the way life is anymore. Eh? Grandma, when I was a kid, said something interesting to me. She said that, uh, and we talked a little, we touched a little bit on this before. Immigrants come over here with this real immigrant work ethic. They work and work and work. And then they want to educate their children, and their children still have a certain amount of that ethic, but now they have this education. Mm -hmm. And they still feel like they have to go into these professions. But she said, the farther. A family gets away, the generations get away from that immigrant experience, the more free they are to pursue their passions. And so it, she always said it would be really interesting to see where the, where my grandkids go mm-hmm. and what they do. I mean, that's what she said about you guys. Yeah. And I think even more so with now my grandchildren. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if I'm one day lucky enough to have grandchildren,
1: Like, what will the country, what
0: will the world look like? What will the demographics be? Will everybody just be lovely, blended, caramel, beautiful people (laughs) by then? Or or what? Will the pot
1: have fully melted by then? Will the pot ever fully melt, I suppose? (laughs) I mean, and that's what I... I, A family is sort of like this river. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just constantly flowing, and it's changing, and what does it become as it flows?
0: What was... uh, What was the hardest part about parenthood?
2: Physically exhausting. Yeah. yeah <laughs> for sure. I, th- I think that's Up the part... Up a, a age, yeah. you know, it's just physically... And like
0: what, what age is that that, that gets better? Um, what do I have to look forward to? When
2: <laughs> I think my PJ is going to school. Yeah. When she starts school.
0: So when she's like... Four or Probably, six, so yeah. like preschool or, or even like kindergarten, kid, kindergarten, kindergarten, first grade.
1: First grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think life really changes at, when the youngest child is starts school. Mm-hmm. But it's
2: then it's a different type of busyness too. Then yeah. they get into activities. Yeah. And they have that. Yeah. But it's just physically very tiring. But when
1: they were young, you know, because mom stayed at home and raised you guys, and I was at work and I was trying to build a business, mm-hmm. and so I would. Work long, long hours, and I'd come home late at night. And mom would <laughs> be kind of worn out yeah. by looking after kids. And I did not envy her. I thought that was just the hardest yeah. job anyone could have is raising kids. Absolutely. And in a way, you think, what's happened? You know, I marry this person because because I love them. Mm-hmm. And then you're so consumed by your jobs and business and raising kids. You. Sort of lose track of one another, mm-hmm. and when the youngest one starts school, it's almost like that begins to reverse itself mm-hmm. a little bit.
0: Like you have a little bit more
1: you time, right? Us time, or whatever. Yeah, so I think for you, that's what you have to look for. All
0: to. right, <laughs> so i got another good four years, basically. Well, three or yeah. Four years. yeah, but it's it is amazing though. It's like I remember before I had kids. When you would, you would kind of say that of, you know, th- it's really only the first six years that's rough. And it's like, holy shit, that seems like such a long time. But then when I think about it now, what, what my life was like six years ago, like, oh, that actually felt like a bit of a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, my oldest one is already going to be four this year. Right. Like, it goes so fast. So,
1: yeah. Uh, and you wonder, you know, when you're going through that, young, child-rearing stage, you think, what have I done to myself? <laughs> why, why did we do this? We had pretty good lives before. And what have we done to ourselves? But when you get through that, you look back at it, and you realize it was the best thing yeah. you
0: ever did. I think I'm trying, and I think I'm trying to... It's hard, harder on some days, too. Even at this young stage, where it's so difficult, and it's so physical, physically taxing still, that to... Be able to appreciate it now, as opposed to being able lo- to look back on it and being like, oh yeah, that actually, that that time was a good time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not that we didn't appreciate it when you guys were young. I think that it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, people have asked me, what's the best age in raising children? And my answer is, every age. It, it just yeah. gets better. Yeah. yeah. It, it's different, but it's it gets better at every stage.
0: I feel like it gets easier in a lot of ways and harder, harder. in a lot of yeah. ways right it's different challenges it becomes less about keeping someone alive
2: should make and sure actually
0: getting helping them become a self-sufficient actual self-actualized person right and that is that is harder than just Oh, okay, I need to feed them. I need to yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. uh yeah, I think it's
2: a lot harder now with all this stuff on social media yes. all the yeah dangers out there.
0: I mean that's the thing is like talking it's to totally both of you about your childhoods and thinking of my own childhood, and it's now, just it was it was yeah. pretty lovely,
2: yeah,
0: you know, yeah. <laughs> simpler but lovely,
1: yeah,
2: scary stuff.
1: yeah it you know the funny thing is. That When you kids were young, Grandma said, Oh, I'm in my harvest. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I asked her what she meant by that. She said, Oh, I've gotten to that stage in life where everything um, that I planted is now... Coming to fruition. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. said, My kids are adults and productive, and they found their partners, and they've had their own children. And, you know, now I get to watch these grandkids. And and, um, I guess I understood that. But now I'm at that stage, and I, mm-hmm. I can feel it.
0: Yeah. And she was right. So how do you think that parenthood changed you?
2: How did it change me? Um, well, I, you don't think about yourself anymore. It's mm-hmm. always about yeah somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's never about you. You'll mm-hmm. be the last yeah. that you think about.
0: Yeah. The last to shower. The, the last, last to shower. Eat. The last
2: to eat. But, you know, it's always...
0: Yeah. The last to get ready.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: that's something that I grew to appreciate when I also became a mom myself. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh yeah, whenever we would get ready as a family, uh-huh. it was always like, okay, we're going to leave at this time. Right. And then oftentimes it would be like, okay, we're ready. And you would still yeah. be running around okay. doing things. <laughs> And it was because you had so many other things, things that you had to do before you could even get yourself ready. <laughs> yeah. And so it was always just like, oh, where's mom? And it's like, oh, yeah, she's doing the final sweep to make sure that we got everything from the house. She's doing the final checks yeah. to make sure that everything yeah. is set. I think that, that's the one thing about
2: parenting. Yeah. It's, and then there's different different things at different stages, mm-hmm. you know. I think it teaches
0: yeah it teaches you, to that you have to give up a part of yourself for somebody right. else. But oh, then oh, I wow. think that it's yeah. like when you choose to do that, as an act of selflessness then it makes you feel differently about yourself and your capacity to be able to do that as well
2: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so what about for you dad how that's did it, parenthood change you that's exactly yep. right
1: it's it just makes your life about things other than mm-hmm. than your own well being and your yeah. own pleasure and your own happiness it's about other people and and as it turns out life is better when it's about other people
0: or it seems like It's more interesting to think about the world beyond my own life, because that will be extended through my children. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah.
0: So it's not just about the possibilities for me that exist anymore. It's about the possibilities that will exist for them.
1: Well, it's you know that's why Grandma's headstone. Uh, It's a Chinese proverb: when you drink water, remember the source. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's what I try and think of as. How I got to this point. -hmm. I didn't do it by myself.
0: I think there is a tremendous amount of respect within our family Mm -hmm. for all previous generations, for our elders. And I think that it is in a a sense, too, that it's not something that is forced or pushed or expected. It's just there. There, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like we have such immense respect for each other, and an understanding of what everybody contributes to the family, too. Mm -hmm. So I feel very, very lucky (laughs) for our family. Um, But what was that like, raising kids? I mean, we have such a close-knit family. You know, growing up, we all lived within 20 minutes of each other, 15, 20 minutes of each other, if not next door, and I just felt so lucky to be able to grow up with like cousins close in age and clearly Kaylee and I are very close, you know, and I'm close with all of my cousins and getting to see, you know, the, the San Diego family and stuff. And, but what was that like raising kids, a set of siblings marrying another set of yeah. siblings? Yeah. yeah.
2: It was nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I thought it was great. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice if the siblings got along, but if the siblings didn't get along, oh then, then it's like you wouldn't
0: would you probably nice. wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you probably wouldn't live so close to yeah. each other, right? And
1: I think that's how this uh, how this all came about too is because you know, Auntie Jenny and I are very close. We've mm-hmm. always been very close. And your mom and her brother, you know, Uncle Yin, have always been really close. Mm-hmm. And so we have the same kinds of values, and so it was a good fit, right? For for Jenny and Yin, as it was for Mom and me. But raising you kids so close together, and both emotionally and in proximity, it was wonderful. I thought we mm-hmm. were very lucky, because at every Christmas Eve, it was not just. Some people I knew. Yeah. It was a family I was very close to who was here. Um, You know, at uh, family parties, birthday parties, there was always someone that I had a real connection with, and that was my sister.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know at what age it was, probably like 10 maybe. I remember very distinctly being at a family event. And I was like, where is so-and-so? And it was like, oh, oh not everybody is on both sides <laughs> right. of the fam- family. It <laughs> <No. laughs> just like, like these cousins. Oh, okay, I only see them at this. You know, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: And our family has gotten even more integrated. Right. Over, you know, we have another branch yeah. of cousins, cousins marrying cousins. cousins. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that you know two families. That very similar in some ways in some core values, but very different culturally, um, and, and the family that you have created through bringing those two
2: cultures together.
0: Yeah. So, well, I will selfishly say that you should be quite proud of the kids that you have raised because,
2: <laughs> and we can't take all the credit for no. it. No, kids too. A lot of it is just the way your kids were. Mm-hmm.
1: We were, we were... We were very lucky. Very lucky. We'd go to, you know, parent-teacher night, and I'm sure some parents just dread it. We always look forward to it because it was an opportunity to hear from someone else how great our kids were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we the teachers would always say, I don't know what you do and how you raise these kids, but whatever it is, keep doing it. And we'd always say, we didn't it's you. not us, <laughs> it's, it's them. Our kids are doing this on their own. They have that kind of initiative. And so, yeah, we're, we're very proud of both you and Chris. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, I remember you sharing the feedback from one of the parent-teacher conferences that you had where it was like, Emily is very good at test-taking, <laughs> but sometimes she misses... Uh, easy questions because it seems like she is more interested in being first to finish the test than to thoroughly yep, check all exactly. of her work and I always remember that and when I feel that tendency creeping up in me I become very conscious of it because of that so so yeah yeah so I think that the advice to parents is that yeah sometimes share the feedback that you get about your child because depending on the child they they might actually absorb it and embrace it so and act on it yeah so I guess like when you discovered the podcast you know we had talked very casually about like oh Kaylee and I are gonna record some stuff and we we don't know we don't know what it's about uh, really and yeah we didn't it was a silent launch even for us (laughs) and so what did you think when you found it (laughs) and then since you have been listening to it
1: well the way i discovered it was um auntie jenny Mm -hmm. put it on i think it was on facebook and said she just did something like check this out and i didn't know what it was
0: i thought she found it and then sent it to you Because it was before either of you posted anything about
1: it. No, she said it was like messaged me Uh or something. And Uh I didn't really pay much attention to it. I thought, oh, she found a podcast that's interesting. Uh Okay, I'll look at it later. And so I didn't listen to it right away. And then I I clicked on it, and I thought... I guess I didn't pay too much attention to what it was. I heard these voices, and I thought... (laughs) That is going to be bizarre. (laughs) This This is Emily, and this is Kalia. And it was startling to me. And... I was fascinated by it because it, it gave, it was a way to get an insight into how y- you saw the same things, same events in our family. Mm-hmm. And you saw it with a, a different set of eyes. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. I, I love it.
2: What
0: did you think, Mom, when you found it?
2: I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. To find that you guys were that close, mm. that was my. I didn't realize you guys were that close. Mm. You know, I knew you talked but I didn't realize. Yeah. You know that was. You yeah. Guys were that.
0: We're like sisters. Like sisters, yeah. so that
2: was nice. Yeah. yeah. So I like it for that reason. Yeah.
0: What uh, What surprised you the most aside from that? So that what surprised you the most about the podcast, though? Or, what, or were you like, yeah, this 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 feels completely appropriate for something that Emily would do.
1: It did. It kind of felt appropriate yeah. for something <laughs> it, that you and Kaylee would do. It's just that I had not heard that you were doing we it. Yeah. So it was
2: like, what? They have a podcast?
1: <laughs> I guess I was a little, not surprised, but I was happy to hear how articulate both of you were, how able you were, both of you were to ex- express mm-hmm. the way you feel about these things that are meaningful mm-hmm. so that was really nice um mm-hmm. you know just to see how capable both of you were
2: and i don't know how you find the time to
1: do it <laughs> that's my other
2: surprise yeah
0: it's it's one of those things where it's like you, you make the time you, you, the you the time. just you right. just do it's it that. you just it carve it out gear, and it's yeah. and i think that in itself has been a nice exercise too like uh-huh. it's something to prioritize right. it's something with somebody else So there is a component of somebody else's reliance on me Mm -hmm. to show Mm -hmm. up. Um, And and that is somebody who I trust to also show up. Right. Uh, Because I wouldn't do it with somebody Somebody if I felt like they were going to be unreliable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so that has been really nice. And I mean, even though we don't live here with extended family, we do have good support and child care. And so taking advantage of that and, Mm -hmm. and to use some of that time for things that I want to do. Right. So I think that has... Yeah, that has been a... This has been a really nice creative project right. to prioritize for myself. So anything that you would be interested to hear about on the podcast next?
1: Well, I don't know if it would... You surprise us. Yeah,
2: so... Surprise <laughs> us? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if
1: it would be something that you know, could occupy an entire podcast, but I, I kind of wonder how... You see your own life, and if there was something you wished we had done differently, mm. raising you.
0: It's so just my gripe list. Yeah, like, Yes.
2: Like I know we'll, what would be on there.
1: Piano lessons?
2: Mm, no. <laughs> um, taught you Chinese? Yeah. That would be the one.
0: Yeah. That would be on there. Because I think that that would be so helpful in like, right. and not just like Chinese, but like our family's dialect of Chinese too. You know, and being able to talk to that generation would be nice. But I think about this a lot. And like, I've come to the point where it's like, there is nothing stopping me from learning these things now Mm -hmm. that I either didn't have time to or was not exposed to as a child. And so I don't blame you. I don't have any sort of resentment for that maybe I did at some point I'm just like
2: oh well if
0: you just taught me these things I would be so excellent at them and it'd be so much easier learning it as a child versus an adult but I think that that is something that like overall I have just I have come to a place where it's like there is really there is no absolutely no reason why I shouldn't be able to do the things now you know it's like resource wise Time-wise, Like, I can find the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just a matter of motivation. And so it's like, I can't fault you for not doing that. Where it's like, I think that, you know, I think that there was some conscious parenting. You you know, you talk about how it was, you didn't have any intention behind it. It was just sort of to expose to the world, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think maybe that's something where I'm doing it slightly differently of, I think that there are certain things that are important to expose my Mm -hmm. children to. And then the rest of the things, it's like, this those will come. Yeah. It will be what they're interested in, those types of things. But I think that that is just because it would be easier. It would be... It will not be a second language for them. It will not be a second skill for them. It will be something that has always been a part of their life. Um, but then it's also like, when you have children and you want more for your kids, right? Right. And so it's like, well... If I'm going to have my children try to learn a different language, I should also do that. Yeah, yeah. because it's like I should set the example, and then also it's like I want to be able to engage with my children in that and to engage with them in that learning process mm-hmm. of learning a language. And so to treat it as a learning opportunity, not just for my children but for, for myself yourself, yeah. Too, yeah. Yeah. so. So yeah, I don't think I could fill an entire episode with gripes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I probably could because, as 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 you both know, to... you know, Dad and I can talk about anything yeah. for any extended amount of time. So yeah. I I could stretch it out. I could find things that I could I could really dig back into my childhood and and really I think about all the things that I resent you for. But I really, I mean, I really I I think that like both of you should know that like I love both of you so much and like you were such incredible parents and you still are and i think that uh you know we're all just people we are all imperfect people and we're all trying our best my kids will have things that they're like why didn't you do this mom and it'd be like i can't do fucking everything you know i and so and i appreciate that and i respect yeah. that of you we are all just trying our best
1: well we so. we, we love you too and we? Yep. we have i mean you're You've always been the most special little girl um, in our lives. And uh, we're just so, I am so happy that you've turned out the way you have. I'm so proud of everything yeah. you've done with your life.
2: Such a great mother. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Still a work in progress. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. So You're getting
2: there. Yes. All right. You better get ready.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. That was really interesting. Thank really you really for fun. forcing me to talk to you. Right.
0: There you go. Yeah, it's like a deep tissue massage <laughs> into your heart. It's, pain. <laughs>
2: it's
0: a good kind of pain. Yeah, right. Yeah, your soul will feel a little bruised afterwards, but it'll it's a good release. So, all right. Thanks for listening to Double Cuzzie's, where we're cousins and friends, but most importantly,
2: we're family. Bye. Bye. <laughs>